Fresh off that press. What's the difference between a hot cake and a hot take? It's the sea. Oh, yeah. Hot cakes hit your Monday morning hot cakes. Two for ten or one for five on your lo-fi Monday hot cakes. Get them all day hot. La 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 la. la, la. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Welcome everyone to the lo-fi. <clears throat> this morning's news. Fresh off that press from Santa Barbara, Santa Fe, Ohio. It's 8 a.m. Where are you? W-W-L-O-F-I. Five coming at you, Michael Pickering here talking our famous question. What's going on in the world today? Into the news, fresh off that press. The sound of the telegram, long extinct, except by those who already know what it was and what it sounds like. To the headlines we go. Honduras got a state of emergency. Equatorial Guinea got a new president. China got some protests going on. Saudi Arabia didn't do it, can't be tried for it. Go Khashoggi. And New Zealand says voting age discriminatory. Let's break it on down. So, Honduras, this makes country number three in Latin America this year to call a state of emergency due to drug cartels and gangs and violence. And and first it was El Salvador, then it was Ecuador, and now Honduras. And I mean, for real, Latin American governments are really starting to take a stand and say, enough is enough. Though... The effects of these states of emergencies, and specifically the long-term effects to these countries' democracies, well, that's something we'll have to wait and see for and see how it just all shakes out in a bit. But let's bounce on over to a place where democracy left the building a long, long time ago, Equatorial Guinea. And out in West Central Africa, their president just got re-elected, and this president has the title of the longest serving president in the world. Give yourself a few seconds. Think about what you, how long could that be? Longest serving. We've done some pretty long ones on here before. You know, you know, President Xi Jinping just got a third term. That's pretty long, uh, but you know, and uh, nowhere near. This one, he's been in power since 1979. 43 years and counting. Just got reelected. And Freedom House ranks countries and territories from 0 to 100 uh, for freedoms, gives Equatorial Guinea a 5 out of 100 as one of the most authoritarian countries in the world. What more can we say? Except this is what a true long-term dictatorship looks like. This one man has ruled the country for almost half a century. But now let's check out China with a Freedom House score of 9 out of 100. Nice and authoritarian, to be sure. But protests are breaking out in Shanghai and Beijing and a few other cities. I'm sure all of you have seen this all over the news. And it's all about the hardcore COVID lockdowns that the government is still imposing. China's one of the last places still doing this. And people are tired of it. And now protesting about it. Now... The extent of these protests, well, it's hard to say. You know, reliable information about the magnitude of protests in China? That's censored info, to be sure. And are these protests going to lead to the overthrowing of the Communist Party? No, not at all. But that doesn't mean that political change can't still take place. Eyes on China, people. Eyes on the people of China. 
Now, remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about how the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, MBS, just got a new title of Prime Minister of the country. And we said, you know, why give him this title? We already know he rules the whole country. What's the purpose? Question mark. Well, we found out what that purpose was. The U.S. government has ruled that people in the United States, and specifically Jamal Khashoggi's family, that's the family of the journalist that was murdered in Turkey in the Saudi Arabian embassy that was connected to MBS. Well, they can't sue the crown prince for that murder because, wait for it, his new title of prime minister gives him immunity as head of state of the country. What can we say? You got the dots. It's about time you start putting them all together yourself. And a last piece of news to send you on your way to the week. The Supreme Court of New Zealand ruled that the voting age of 18 was discriminatory and that younger people should be able to vote. Period. Now, it's up to the Parliament to decide what that age is going to be, but New Zealand is now considered letting people as young as 16 years old vote. And I love this. I love this. Right in. I'm curious your thoughts. Should 16-year-olds in your own country be able to vote? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Curious what you thinking. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Check us out on Instagram and LinkedIn. People connect to us. And it's not a cliche or a catchphrase. It's a lifestyle. Always remember that Lo-Fi Poli Sci is more than just me. It's the we that we do. Talk to you soon, Lo-Fi listeners. Pickering, signing off. <laughs>